This is the 1010 Life Podcast. Live to the full in body, beliefs, and business. Here's your host, Paul B. Evans. Welcome to the 1010 Life Podcast. This is Paul Evans. We're in the middle of a series. Well, not even quite the middle yet. That was a little bit preachery. You know, the preachers always like to throw people off and say things like in conclusion, but they're only halfway through. We're actually just a third of the way through of the 1010 Life Framework. This is part five covering the first part of beliefs. We've already covered body, which was mission, mana, muscle, and marathon. And now we're beginning our beliefs four-part series, which begins in part five right here, and it's on faith. Faith is so central to us. It is the component. We think about verses like, without faith, it is impossible to please him, that we know that that's the core component of our beliefs, is our faith in the Lord and our belief in what is going to be accomplished through His will. Now, beliefs is not just going to be about faith. It's going to be some other attributes as well that all center around our mind. And so, our core verse is 2 Corinthians 10, 5, which talks about taking every thought captive and making it obedient to Christ. That's what we want to do with our beliefs. We want to take those thoughts captive. And it begins with our faith. It begins with our belief in God. What we want to make sure that we're moving from is apathy to accountability, from not really being clued into the spiritual, not really being connected, to being highly connected and accountable even within our faith family at church. So when it comes to faith, I was raised going to church. I was raised within the belief system. And at For the most part, I believed most of it. Occasionally, there were some teachings that I just thought were really crazy or insane, maybe even a little bit legalistic. And so I just couldn't go down that path for some reason. But then about age 20, 21, when I owned a fitness center, there were a lot of down hours in the day, a lot of times when the gym was just not that crowded. And I would, I decided that I was going to open up the Word, start in Genesis, read all the way through, and see what was real and what wasn't, and if I really believed this, or if I had just been taught this. You know, did I really own my faith, or was it something simply passed down to me that I adopted and accepted without a lot of thought at all? So I began in Genesis, read through Revelation, and most of my belief system I kept, some things I threw away. And I didn't switch fellowships. I didn't go crazy on this big search for the ideal community that so many people do because I knew that no matter where I went, it was going to be some flaws. And I was very comfortable with the ones that I already knew about. So I figured that I would just stay where I was. And I think that that's true in any fellowship. There there are going to be some elements that we don't agree with, we don't feel connected to, but that's the essence of faith. Faith is about things so much bigger than that. And if there is a verse that sums up faith to me and is really the cornerstone of this particular segment of the framework is Mark 12, 30. What had taken place is that a teacher of the law had come to Jesus and said, what's the greatest command? And Jesus said, you know, what do you think? And the guy tells him and he says, you know what? You've answered right. And then Jesus says this, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. That is the basis of faith. 
it's not simply what we believe intellectually, but it's how we live that out. It's the way that we actually love the Lord and love people. So let's step into those a little bit. So loving the Lord, it's about trust and acceptance. That's what real faith is. You know, the passage that says that even the demons believe and tremble. Even Satan believes and trembles. There's belief there, but there's not faith there. There's not trust and acceptance there. So that's a core component, a foundational element of faith is that we trust and accept. Another is that we worship, that we pour our heart out, that we send adoration, that we acknowledge the Lord's presence and His power, and we do that in a very visible way. Sometimes it's with song. Sometimes it's the way that we might write something down. Uh, The way that we commune with other believers is all part of worship. The Word. If we're going to have a strong faith, we're going to be in the Word of God. I don't believe that that's optional, actually. Faith is not made up of what we feel as much as how we apply what we know and what we learn in the Word. We think of passages like Psalm 119. Your word I've hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. You know, so part of that faith is that obedience that takes place because we understand the word. Without the word, we don't know really what obedience is. We don't know what sin is. We don't know what our lifestyle is supposed to be like in him. So that's our learning source. And then also a component of faith is prayer. And so we're on our knees. We're making requests. We are making them with thanksgiving, as it says in Philippians 4, 6, and we're, we're taking those requests to the Lord and allowing Him to alter what would have happened. So, super cool. So, we're going to have this faith in the, in the love of the Lord that is based in trust and acceptance, worship, the Word, and prayer. And then secondly, our faith is made up of loving people. So, we're going to care for people, we're going to love on them, we're going to be in a community of other believers, and we're going to be part of a church. You know, in that last one, I've got people in my family who are like, you know what, you don't even have to be part of a church, it's no big deal. And I know that you probably heard that a million times as well. And the truth is, yeah, you can worship without the church, but you cannot live your gifts without the church. You can't serve the body of believers like we've been called to do without the church. We're supposed to belong to that community of believers, not just so that we'll be built up in the maturity of faith, but that we'll help others be built up as well. So it's a mutual edification. So when someone says, you know, I don't really need the church, maybe you don't. Maybe you're so strong you don't need the church, but the church needs you. The church has to have you to be part of that component. So I'm kind of individualistic and kind of a soloist, you know, and I could argue that I don't need the meeting, but there are people at the meeting that need me. I'm not even saying that arrogant. For about three years before he passed away, uh, one of my good friends, David Goodson, I picked him up for church every Sunday morning for about three years. He weighed almost 500 pounds, I think, at last count, 463 pounds, all sorts of substance abuse problems. Uh, There were several people in our church community that cared for David, gave him rides, uh, made sure that he was taken care of. They'd check on his health during the week. He was on like 19 medications. So, you know, as far as David goes, he needed the church. And if there were people saying, you know what, I don't need the church. Those people wouldn't have found out about David or someone like him or someone struggling or someone who's gone through a similar situation. So you may not need the church. I think you do, but you may not. 
but they do need you. If you've been through a divorce, you can help other people who have been through that. Someone like myself who has lost a spouse, I can help people who have been th- are going through that, right? So that's what loving people is about. Now, let me sidebar a little bit. It's risky. You can get rejected, and everybody won't appreciate it. And some people will get offended, and some people are going to get angry and be mad at you when you're living out your faith and you're loving people. So understand that it is a risk. I'm, I'm not making it sound like it's all, because it's love, it's, it's not all lovey-dovey all the time. There's a risk of putting your heart out there and extending yourself and serving others and you know possible rejection or even hatred at times. And then there's also going to be the, the acceptance as well. So our faith is bound up in loving the Lord and loving people. Now, if you're part of the 1010.life family, I've got a worksheet that's over there that talks about taking every thought captive. And if you want to draw this yourself, all you're going to need to do is draw four boxes or one giant box and put like a big cross in the middle. And so you've got four quadrants. And what you want to do in the top left quadrant is put the word passage. Top right, prayers. Bottom left, people. Bottom right, payoff. So it may be something like this. So that my daily faith process with a passage may be something like 1 Peter 1, 13 through 16. And I make some notes on that, that my mind needs to be alert and sober. My hope needs to be set. My obedience needs to be evident and informed. I need to live holy in everything that I do and that I'm part of a strong call. So, prayers. Out of this passage, I may be praying for family, Shannon's cancer, John's depression, an opportunity for the gospel. People, I'm going to write a thank you note to Cherry and Mark. I'm going to spread joy today. I'm going to look for opportunities to cheer somebody up. And there's a closed drive going on at the church. I'm going to take a few items up. And then payoff. This is where I want to write about the results of the day and unexpected opportunities. So at the end of the day, I'll get the sheet back out and I'll say, yep, I actually did the thank you note. Check that off. Uh, today, I was in Walmart, and the cashier was really in a bad mood, and I gave just a couple of words of encouragement. And this isn't to pat yourself on the back. It's just the payoff. It's an awareness that you're actually living a certain way, that you're living out your faith, and it's not simply something that you believe. So, top left, passages. Write down a passage that you're studying for the day. Top right, prayers. Things on your prayer list. And I used to do this in the morning, but you can add to it through, throughout the day. People in the bottom left people that you were intentionally impacting, and then pay off. What was the result of the day? How was your faith made real? Well, that's it. Part five of the 1010 Life Framework as we begin to dive into beliefs, and step one in beliefs is faith. In the next episode, We're going to be talking about focus and how in the world we can get our mind focused in so that we're not drifting, so that we're not overwhelmed, so that we are not overstressed. Hey, thanks for coming out today for the1010.life, not .com, the1010.life. Visit us online there. Pick up the 1010 Life Framework. It's a complete study of body, beliefs, and business as we live out our life to the full.